As a mom, you wear a lot of hats, and sometimes it seems like you're going in a million directions at once. At the 29-Minute Mom, we want to give you the tools to bring it all under control and reach your highest potential. If you give us a few minutes, we'll help you find those extra hours you need every week to achieve balance and satisfaction in everything you're trying to get done. The 29-Minute Mom. It's time just for you. And now, here's your host, life's organization expert, author and coach, Jennifer Ford Berry. Hey, everybody, it's Jennifer Ford Berry, and we are back again with another episode of the 29 Minute Mom, where we know every minute of your busy, busy day counts. And today I'm super excited to have my guest on, Andra Eckerson. So, welcome to the show, and Andra. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. Um, I'm excited about our show today. So you are basically a life coach. Let's call you even a mom coach, right? Um, and you started out, you're a mom of twins. How old are your twins? They are now 11. Okay. 11, two boys, right? Two boys, identical twin boys. It was kind of a trip didn't know that that we were not on fertility or anything. So they are very much spontaneous and yeah. So <laughs> kind of, yeah. So you are, um, just kind of, I think the life coach part of you has been inspired by the fact that you've had twins and you started out trying to figure out instead of just surviving, you wanted to thrive as a mom. So I feel like today we're going to have a really good conversation, how you can give tangible um, tips to the moms listening that maybe have twins like them, or maybe have multiples, or even just are trying to juggle all of the things every day as mothers do, and really come to help empower us to create the life that we're dreaming of before the babies were even born. So I'm excited to have you. And I want to just kind of like jump right in and ask you, you know, I think every time somebody is inspired um, to start a business like you have, it's, there's a story behind it. So share with us kind of how you got to where you are today. So I came upon the life coaching industry um, when my boys were actually, I think they were around seven years old. And, um, I just was still feeling stagnant and not as fulfilled as I was hoping to, you know, I always wanted to be a mom and I actually felt like I was doing really good in the mom aspect of my life, but I just needed something more. I needed something, you know, to fire me up. And, um, I came upon the life coaching industry and just within like two weeks of hiring my coach, just massive changes, just little shifts happened in my own life. And I just felt so, I just said, I need to help moms of multiples with these little things because they're not big and they're not things that were taught before these babies are born. It's, it blows my mind that no one's teaching this so far. And so I jumped into that space of learning a motherhood mindset and being in complete control of your motherhood. And, and, you know, every, all the other parenting coaches out there try to help you fix your children and change your children's behaviors. And that's not what I do. I, I help you understand why those things are a challenge for you and why they're a problem and how you can empower yourself to then help your children. 
not the other way around. So it's, it, it just, when I, when I came upon it, it just spoke so much truth to me as to how the world works and how life is that I just knew that I needed to share it. So I went and got certified within a couple of months and then just started, started helping moms of multiples. So it's been a wonderful journey. I literally feel called to do this and help moms. So thank you so much for letting me be on the podcast and helping me share this message. Absolutely. What do you think is like, I mean, I know you don't know any other way, but I would assume there's more things than the obvious of the fact that you have at least two kids the same age that makes mothering multiples, um, you know, way more interesting or what kind of like, I should say a little more challenging than having one child at a time. Is that, what would you say is like the biggest difference from a mom that maybe is having one child every couple of years? So I think the biggest challenge that we have is how we speak about motherhood, to be honest. Okay. That's all that. I know that, you know, obviously everybody will say to you, oh, two is harder than one. And when you bring that into your motherhood and into your life, that is what you're going to create. And so I know that moms of multiples are going to be like, but Andra, they two really is harder than one, you know, there's two of them and they're always there and they always need me. And I can never get a break and all the things. And I want to say, I hear you because I've been through it, mm-hmm. but we also like, I I'm always telling people what you think about what you focus on all the time is what you're creating in your life. And so if you're thinking and focusing on the hard parts of motherhood and how challenging it is, it doesn't give you any mental effort and and any mental space and energy to create something different. And so we just have to make those, some little shifts and uncover some limiting beliefs in our motherhoods to make those shifts. And it is incredible. The energy that we actually do have to thrive in our motherhood. I completely agree. I say your thoughts create your future all of the time. And I think that we are more in control of you know, what our life turns out to be than we think. If we just go along, you know, kind of day by day without that extra intention, of course, it's just going to be whatever unfolds instead of being purposeful on our parenting, um, I think is the way to look at it. And you have to, you can't just, most people, let's say, they don't just wake up and feel this way. So what are kind of the things that you have placed into your routine or, the tools that you use to make sure that your mind stays in the correct place of the place of thriving. You know, one of the biggest things I always tell myself and my clients is the problem is always in our mind, in the way that we're choosing to think about it. So if we get, if we dump out our brain onto a piece of paper and then we can look at the problem from a little bit of a distance. So each morning, I do a big brain dump is what I call it. It's Mm -hmm. a big thought download. And I actually just did this this morning again, um, because I was just feeling like my mind was a pinball machine. Like there was so, (laughs) there's so much stuff going on in there. So many things that um, need my attention. And so I just paused. It literally took me five minutes to just dump it all out. And then 
I could look at it and say, okay, that actually isn't a problem. I'm going to just set that aside. And I could focus on what my, what I really did want to focus on and then ask myself important questions. The second thing after you do a brain dump is get curious. That's the bat, one of the best emotions that we can get to in our motherhood that we can use in our motherhood. Okay. So when you say get curious, what was an example of a question you may have asked yourself this morning? So, I mean, one of the things that I asked myself is why is that a problem? Mm -hmm. And then I'd answer it. And then I'd say, and how can you, you know, then you ask empowering questions like, what do you want to do with this information? Or is this really a problem? Or what can you do to help your child in this way? And your brain, the, the thing that we don't understand is our brain, when you give it questions, it's required to answer you. Mm-hmm. So if you're giving yourself disempowering questions, like why is this happening to me? When is this going to be over? What's, you know, this is so terrible. All of the, the mind chatter that we do, it's going to give you terrible answers. So if we give ourselves empowering questions, then we will get empowering answers. And I mean, I, I'll just be honest with you. There, there was one of the things is I asked myself, am I helping my sons to live the, to learn how to live a higher a higher version of themselves? Am I helping to them to grow and develop in a way that they need to, or am I overwhelming them? (laughs) That's a great question. And I, the answer then, but you can't just leave it at that. You can't just ask your brain questions and then leave it. You got to answer it. And so I just paused for a minute and I said, I am empowering them. I am helping them. But is there something that I need to be doing in our relationship that needs to change? And then I, my, my, in my mother, your motherhood intuition will give you all of the answers that you need. It, it, it just will. That is how I, I truly believe that every child actually does come with an instruction manual and it's called a mother. And we, <laughs> have, we have the, the, intuition that we need to parent each child and each child is different. And so I can say, okay, my, one of my, one of my twins, his name's Austin. What do I need to change about my relationship with Austin? What do I need to be doing with Riley? Who's his twin? And I get different answers. I'm with this morning. One of the things was stop being so like, make sure you're choosing your battles wisely. Make sure you're not nitpicking but that you're choosing which things to talk about and which things to let go. Yes. I find this to be a really big one as a mother of two teens. Um, A lot of times when you teens talk when they want to talk. So one of the interesting things is, is when you're trying to have a serious discussion, like we need to do this, this, and this to get ready for um, college, or we need to do this to get ready for this event this week. If they're not in the mood, they don't want to hear it. They shut down. You're being a nag. And then it could be a different day when you're not even thinking about these things and they come to you and all of a sudden they're ready to talk and you better be ready when it happens. So it's interesting because even though, you know, you have littles, I have teens, you still have to learn how to pick your battles and you still have to self-reflect on your parenting the whole entire time. I mean, I feel like, you know, a lot of my clients, when I'm helping them get organized, they're kind of like frustrated with the stage they're in. And they're hoping that that stage will 
quickly, you know, move on. It might be something like they're tired of looking at all the toys everywhere, or they're tired of their, I think yesterday I had a client, she was like, there's, my daughter made slime and there's slime everywhere. And I said, you know, to myself and to her, I've said this to a lot of people that this season doesn't stay very long. And so honestly, even though slime, or I don't even think my daughter made slime, it wasn't a thing then, but other things were kind of annoying because they were messy at the time. Looking back, you would give anything to go back to that season when your kids are older. Um, and you think that the season you're in is the most difficult, and then the next season comes and it pushes you even further as a mother and challenges you. So I'm uh, always telling my, my moms that have toddlers that this phase, this season of your life is setting you up to be a teenage mom, <laughs> a mom to teenagers. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's setting you up. You, you have to grow and develop and learn how to deal with toddlers. So I love that you pointed that out. It is just giving you, getting you ready for the next season. And you can, I'm always telling my moms, you can thrive in any season. Yes. These are not milestones to hit in order to achieve. Yes. Thriving. Yeah. And it's never too late to start. You know, people, some moms listening today are going to feel frustrated and they're going to feel like, well, you know, these other moms out there got it right. And I've just got it wrong for so long. And it's just too late. It's never, ever too late. That's another funny thing about mothering. Even when your kids are older, you feel like, okay, now it's too late to change because they already knew the old way of doing things. But let me tell you something. They forget as soon as you implement something new, it doesn't take very long for them to forget the old way. So don't think that way. Um, kids are, you know, very open to change if you make it fun and interesting and they see a positive energy coming from you. Well, and they're growing and evolving too. They, our human desires is to grow and evolve as humans. Like that's innate in us. And so they are wanting to grow and evolve as well. And sometimes I think we, don't understand that as moms. So we shy away from some of that and they can, they can handle it. They really can. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the interesting things I saw on your website is kind of a message of, you have like these bullet points that said what I would tell myself at when I was a younger mom, I think obviously the way the world works is that hindsight is 2020 and we always wish we could go back and do something, tweak something. But I thought it was a really interesting thing to mention now, because when somebody's in one of these seasons, like for example, in a toddler season, you can say, well, I've already been there and done that. And this is what I would have told myself while I was in it. So what would you say, you know, go ahead and share with the audience kind of what you would tell your younger mom self. There are so many things, but I think that one of the biggest, one of the biggest things for me is to remember that I, to choose to be a mom every single day that you are choosing. I think that we feel so disempowered in our motherhood when we don't remember that we have a choice, when we feel backed up into a corner, like we have to potty train and we have to meal plan and we have to clean the toys up and we have to do all these things that that does not feel good to our souls. We feel stuck. And I think that this is where we get lost in our motherhood a lot. And so one of the biggest things is I would just say that I would remember that I choose, I am choosing to be a mom every single day. 
and I might as well find joy in it more fully. Mm-hmm. So, so that was, that's a big one. Um, I think that I would also, you know, give myself a ton of grace, love and grace. And, you know, those babies come and you're just trying to do the best that you can. And beating yourself up is never helpful. It doesn't serve your children and it doesn't serve you giving yourself grace. I'm the phrase that I'm always telling myself is it's understandable that, and then I fill in the blank. It's understandable that you just wanted to watch Netflix today, but but that's not the result that I want in my life. That's not what I'm trying to create. So this is what I'm going to do moving forward, right? It's understandable that you yelled at your kids. It's understandable that you got mad at your husband. It's understandable. All the things that we want to like be ashamed of, it's not useful. It's understandable. You're a human being with a human brain trying to survive in this world, which is what your brain is programmed to do. Mm -hmm. But when we can say it's understandable and I'm moving forward and I don't want that to be my behavior and I want to be calm when a tantrum is happening and do you know what I mean? You can just fill in the blank and then this is what I'm going to do moving forward and I'm going to mess it up and it's okay. Yeah. That's why we're here to learn and grow with our kids. It's a journey, not a destination. And so I think that those are probably the two biggest things. Um, I also, moms are always touting how exhausted they are. And I'm, there's a couple of things. Number one, surviving is way more exhausting than thriving. So I would remind myself that like thriving is way easier than surviving. And there are three different kinds of exhaustion. So there's the physical exhaustion, which our bodies as women are, were created for that, especially when we have young kids, we are born to be moms. And so, and if you're a mom of multiples, your body knows how to handle being a mom of multiples too. I firmly believe that. So there's the physical exhaustion, but then we also have the mental and emotional. And oftentimes we're not in control of the physical exhaustion, but like I just said, our body can handle that. It's the mental and emotional exhaustion that we can be in complete control over and where we can thrive, where we can make the shifts to thriving. And that is, that is the stuff that I teach. Um, and that's, what's not being taught in the motherhood space right now. And so I make sure that you're exhausted in a good way. So let me just kind of also chime in on that. Cause when you first say, it's less exhausting to thrive than survive. I automatically think of moms listening that are a little confused by that statement because they're saying, well, of course I want to thrive, but I'm just trying to keep up with the everyday mundane tasks and I'm already tired. And what you're teaching to your moms with life coaching and what I'm teaching as a coach slash organizer is very similar, but I want to break it down a little more. It's kind of like, when you have clutter surrounding you in your home, it actually sucks away your energy. 
because you have to be, feel all the negative emotions about it. You have to clean around it. You have to move it. You have to shuffle it. You have to think about it. And when we clear away clutter, moms feel energized. They feel like at the end of a session, like they want to do more because they did something positive for themselves. They actually took control, made a different choice. And because they did that, they could feel themselves thriving. And when we thrive, we feel less guilt. We feel less stress. It doesn't mean you get up every day and you exhaust yourself from being perfect. It means that you get up every day with a good intention, a good plan. And at the end of the day, you know, you did the best you could do for that day. And then that, that helps you thrive because it gives you more energy and it gets you excited instead of, you know, I feel like the mom guilt is one of the most exhausting parts of motherhood. By if the way, I don't stop. think mom guilt, I don't even think like, it's a thing we created for ourselves. My mom did not ever have mom guilt. Like, oh my gosh, not coined. that phrase was not coined. Oh, I just, that phrase just gets me fired up because. Yeah we put extra pressure on ourselves when we call it mom guilt. Here's the oh thing. Oh my gosh. Andra, I'm, I'm going to go on a little tangent really fast. <laughs> I got to tell you this. So that's so funny. You mentioned this because I was literally laughing all week. I'm reading this book called untamed by Glennon Doyle. Mm-hmm. And there's this part in the book where she's like, okay, this is what mom, our grandmothers, when they became a mother, they said, here's your baby, go home from the hospital. And, you know, hopefully it, it'll be um, seen more than heard and you can just move on with your life. And basically the baby adapts to the mom. Then when our moms took us home from the hospital, their advice was like, here's your baby, take it home from the hospital. And don't forget every day, meet with your girlfriend, smoke cigarettes, drink tab, then turn it into alcohol by four o'clock, lock the kids outside so they can run around and play because that's how you're going to be seen. <laughs> And then when it came to us, we were given this huge lecture about all the things we had to read and the coaching and the counseling and, you know, make sure your kids get all of the activities and they get the best of the best, you know, for learning and growing. And it's like this huge, long page of the things we have to do. So it's, I don't know. I think part of it's our society changing it. And part of it is the mom get we put on ourselves, just like you said, but it's very interesting. Well, and so here's how I just really fast, a tangible, really good thing for your listeners. Whenever you are feeling guilt, number one, don't call it mom guilt because that just adds a layer. But whenever you're feeling that word, (laughs) yeah, seriously, whenever you're feeling guilty for anything, use that as a red flag. Okay. So you just raise the red flag and you're like, okay, I need to pause and say, okay, I'm feeling guilty because of this. Do I like my reasons? Am I like, do you, it just is a way to explore it. Okay. I'm feeling guilty that I'm not um, helping out in the PTA as much. Okay. Let's just use that as an example. So red flag, feeling guilty. I'm not helping out in the PTA as much, which is just your thought by the way. But then we, you say to yourself, okay, why am I not helping out in the PTA? Well, that's because I'm the room mom. I'm an SCC. I'm doing a full-time job. And like, I have all these other things. So then you can just put that guilt aside and say, no, I'm good with my decision of not being involved in the PTA as much. End of discussion. Or you say, I'm not, I'm not um, a part of the PTA as much. I'm not serving on the PTA as much as I'd like to. 
And then you say, well, why, why am I not? Well, I really don't have a good reason. And I really think I should. You just use it as a red flag to make a decision, either to keep going the course that you have or to change course. That's it. It's actually a very useful emotion if you use it properly. As a red flag. But I want to quickly go back to the exhaustion. Let's just say this is the, the perfect way to describe this. Physically, let's just say we're going to go climb a mountain. If you just put on your hiking shoes and you go and your water and you have your water bottle and you go hike up a mountain, that is pretty easy for even it doesn't matter really a lot of the how healthy you are. You can climb a mountain. It might take you longer than other people, but you can hike it, right? But let's just say at the bottom of that mountain you put on a backpack. And then you start throwing boulders in your backpack. And those are all of the negative thoughts that you think, all of the negative emotions that you're feeling, all of the negativity that you're bringing into your life. How much harder is it to climb that mountain? That is why I'm saying that we are in complete control of two parts of our exhaustion. Let's take off the backpack and just climb the mountain. Let's just <laughs> have fun in our motherhoods. And yeah, let's, let's understand that there's going to be ups and downs and that's okay. But we don't have to add the extra drama of mom guilt and I'm not good enough and this is hard and this is when is this ever going to end and all of the mind drama that we have along with it just take off the backpack and go climb the mountain. Love it. And don't compare yourself to your girlfriends or other mothers at your school and what they're doing. Don't make decisions based on that. Just stay in your own lane because it's just God made us the way you're supposed to be as a mother. He gave you your children for a reason. They were specifically assigned to you. You're the only one that was ever meant to do the job. You're going to do the best job and don't even look at everybody else's backpack. (laughs) Just 100%. Oh my gosh. 100%. Yeah. It goes back to like the motherhood intuition, right? Yeah. Back into our own motherhood intuition. What is good for my child? Yes. And it's so amazing that I was just having a conversation with one of my girlfriends about this is how, you know, dads have their own skill set and their own things and they can be the most hands-on dad, but there's something about internally how moms know their children. It's like, we have this internal voice, probably from the fact that they were living inside of us, that you just are in tune with every emotion they have. And I think that's why moms end up worrying more than dads because they, they can feel that those highs and lows with their kids. Um, And that's just part of listening to that voice that God gave us to guide these kids. I mean, it's a lot sometimes because obviously we never want our children sad and we never want them going through hard things, but we have to remind ourselves that that's part of the growing up process. We made it through and it, you know, even suffering helps mold us. So um, it's all part of the plan. We just have to trust the journey, right? Right. And, and I always question, why don't I want my kids to be sad? And in fact, I actually want them to learn how to feel all of the human emotions under my roof with me as their guide. Mm -hmm. I want them to be frustrated. I want them to be embarrassed. I want them to be disappointed. I want, I know that that, that, that is how I can empower them to leave my home and be thriving adults. 
Yes. So I want to guide them through that. And so I know a lot of moms don't want their kids to feel these negative emotions. And I actually love it when my kids do. Yeah, it's good. I tell my kids even now as they're growing up, you know, and getting into adulthood, you know, that this is all part of the process. Yeah, you might not like how you feel right now. Or you didn't like how this person treated you or this experience, but it's part of the process. If you don't go through this situation, you won't learn the next lesson. Right. So we really do have to get kids to realize that this is all just part of life. Life isn't a smooth sailing journey. The other thing that I love teaching my kids is that, you know, thoughts create our emotions. Like mm -hmm. what happens is we have a thought and then we have a, our brain fires off the chemical vibration in our body of the emotion that we're then going to experience. So other people can't make you feel any other emotion. You can be in control of that. And so it's okay to feel all of the all of the quote unquote negative emotions. I don't really believe that they're negative. They're just a part of the journey, the part of being a human and learning and growing, but you can feel all of those, but you, I want my kids to stay empowered so that the minute that they don't want to feel that feeling anymore, they can. And it's so fun to watch them teach other kids on the playground. Like some of a kid will do something or say something mean to one of their friends and their friend gets all upset. And my son will say, why are you upset? Well, they said this and that's mean. And he's like, well, is it true? And they'll be like, no. And <laughs> then he's like, then why are you letting it bother you? You know, and just empowering the kids to feel whatever they want, because our thoughts create our emotions that's scientifically proven. Yeah. And so giving your power away, it's like handing somebody else a remote control and saying, push whatever feeling you want. I'll, I'm willing to feel whatever feeling you push. And I don't ever want to hand away my remote. I want to keep that sacred. It's my remote. I get to feel any emotion. And yeah, sometimes I want to feel sad and sometimes I want to feel disappointed and sometimes I want to be frustrated and that's okay. Mm, I love that. Keeping your own remote. So many good things, Andra. I'm really excited to get these tips out to all the moms listening, because I feel like, you know, moms just always need a good dose of inspiration. So they can, um, Go to your website, which is andraeckerson.com if they want to kind of stay in touch with you or read some of your posts. And you also have a podcast. Uh, what's the name of your podcast again? Thriving Moms. Thriving so the, Moms. The MOMS is an, the acronym for Mom of Multiples. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. But I'm sure your podcast is great for any mom. Yes, it yeah. is. And you yeah. know, all of the things... I have a singleton too. So all the things motherhood, I just have a unique ability to speak to the moms of multiple community. Cause sometimes they don't resonate with moms that haven't done this, haven't yeah. been a single or a, a twin or triplet mom, you know? And so sometimes that really helps. And that's why I've chosen that community is because I can speak to their direct pain points, but Hey, the mom guilt, the overwhelm, the exhaustion, it is, it doesn't matter what mom you are, where you are at in your motherhood. Those things are real and I can help you through them. Awesome. Well, we'll have all the links to your social media on the show notes and definitely a link to your website. I just want to say thank you for so much 
just tangible, valuable information. I appreciate it so much. I know the moms will too. So thanks so much for being on the show, Andra. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Take care. And thanks to all the moms listening out there. Have a fabulous family this day. And we will be back again soon.